0: I'm going to be bringing a motion forward to council next week that will ask the province to uh, amend the Vancouver Charter and to eliminate the requirement for an elected park board. That was Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim yesterday announcing what he is going to be doing and how he is getting the ball rolling when it comes to abolishing the park board at a future date. And he's actually going to join us on the show in about an hour from now to talk more about that. But right now, we are joined by Sarah Kirby Young, an ABC Vancouver City Councillor, also a former park board commissioner and park board chair. Sarah Kirby Young, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Good morning, Jill. On a rainy Vancouver morning. <laughs> yes, supposed to be nicer tomorrow. The uh, the sun will come out. Uh, talk a little bit about this, if, if you can. From your, your point of view, this is a big move. It is something we know the mayor campaigned on initially, then said, no, they were going to try to fix the park board. He came out yesterday saying he now uh, sees that it cannot be fixed. It is simply uh, too broken. And that's why this uh, move, this is what he is doing. Uh, fr- from your point of view, as both a councillor and a former commissioner in chair. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, it is a really big deal and it's a big move. Uh, Vancouver has had an elected park board since the late 1800s. And so, yeah, I have a lot of emotion around this. Um, You know, first thinking about the idea, my first concern was the importance of the protection, permanent protection of parks and green space. And there's really stringent uh, measures that the mayor is proposing uh, to protect that. Um, And I think that's what Vancouver Uh, welcome. I've sat on both sides of the table, so I think I have a unique position. Um, And I think all park board commissioners are really passionate about it. You get really close to community because you're out at community centers and parks, um, but so are counselors. Um, And having sort of sat in both seats now, I can honestly say that I think that there is a lot of unnecessary uh, duplication from the perspective of the people that matter the most. And that's sort of stakeholders like event organizers and community center associations and Moby Bikes and Little League Clubs and all of these groups that we have heard from uh, that have felt frustrated with sort of duplication processes or the timelines that Part 4 takes. And so I think it's really trying to, you know, put aside obviously the natural emotion that current city commissioners are feeling. Um, and that people
0: have around that and looking at the structure and what's best for the city. Did you feel that way when you were a commissioner or the chair, that there were structural issues, that there was perhaps not the need for that elected body? I felt frustrated um, on the
1: part board in the sense that we were still a creature of the city. And, and even though it's called an independent elected park board, we didn't have full independence. So you had to go to the city for your budget. Um, you maybe didn't have as big a voice at the table in terms of capital planning. And, you know, we've seen how important it is to renew our aging infrastructure. You know, the aquatic center is often referenced in terms of the side of the building. But a lot of maintenance issues. But I felt I felt um, challenged or stymied that we couldn't be bolder and do more things because we were sort of like the child of, right? You, you don't have the same level of independence that you do as city council. You don't fully get to approve the budget and you don't have the same Ability to move projects forward. Um, You can be a great champion for the park. um, But I think I started to really acknowledge that. And then when you sit on the other side of the table and you're a city councillor, you have things like Moby Bikes where they have, and you really see that you have to go to two different bodies and have two sets of contracts because you want to put your stations where people can dock their bikes. And you have to do that once and go to city council and then you have to do that a second time and do a second contract and go to the park board. And there's just so many examples like that, uh, that I think if people, you know, take a moment and sort of step back and think about it,
0: um, it really makes a lot of sense. Do you have any idea what the cost savings will be? That was one of the reasons put out as well, that because of that redundancy, this is a way that the city can save money. Uh, there's, uh, There's certainly difference of opinions on that. But do we have an idea on what kind of cost savings this could bring to taxpayers? I, I don't think we know that
1: yet. It's too early to tell. Um, I think it's really a question about where the funds and the time will be spent. So, let's example, you don't have lawyers doing two sets of contracts. It's not just the Park Board Commissioner salaries. That's 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 a sort of small piece of it. Um, but you're not running two separate meetings, for example, and, and going through all of that administration. You've got better alignment with real estate facilities management for capital planning, maintenance schedules uh, for critical assets, all of those things. Um, I think the goal here is really to deliver better parks and get through some of the backlog in trying to catch up with the big infrastructure gap. And so um, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to elevate the level of service for parks um, and fill some of those gaps that we've seen.
0: When did you first find out that the mayor was going to be bringing forward this motion?
1: Uh, Well, the mayor had shared it with me. I spoke at the press conference yesterday. And so, you know, uh, I I have unique experience as a board commissioner. Um, And so I had uh, some conversations ahead of the press uh, conference that he had um, because he wanted to have that perspective. Um, Obviously, given my unique kind of experience, I've been elected to both.
0: Uh, because some of the other uh, ABC uh, commissioners have said they felt kind of blindsided by this announcement and how quickly it came out. Um, and I, I, I'm not suggesting that, that you you are not genuine, but if you didn't agree with the mayor, you would be turfed from the party, wouldn't you? Uh, I think I've got a pretty strong
1: track record of always speaking my mind, and I think that, you know, ABC can do that when they took me on, and and people know a lot of my positions on things. As I said at the press conference yesterday, I wouldn't be supporting this move, and I said that very clearly on the record if it didn't include the permanent protection for the
0: parks and the green space, Um, and so I've made that pretty clear. Do you think this could potentially lead as well to more transparency in that even right now we're seeing a a large amount of trees in Stanley Park being removed because of moth infestations, but not a lot of information as to how that came about, what kind of discussions have taken place. The bike lane in Stanley Park has certainly been contentious as well. Some of the, the commissioners said they felt very pressured by council to vote a certain way on that, but also made the point of saying if you look at the Beach Avenue bike lane, Lane, that's a permanent bike lane and it was a decision of council, whereas the Stanley Park one is temporary and that having the park board making that decision gives some more leeway. How do you how do you respond to that? And, and going forward, how does that translate into more transparency for taxpayers? Well, I think you'll have one elected body that is, you know, where the buck stops with council and, and mayor and council
1: that is fully, fully accountable for those decisions. And I do think it's really tough when you have two elected bodies. We're all governed by what can be discussed in the public realm and what goes in camera, sometimes with respect to personnel matters, those kinds of things, or you know, sensitive legal financial conversations. Um, and so we couldn't even talk to each other uh, when you sit on one side of the fence because you're bound by in-camera. And you might be having in-camera discussions on the same thing. So if you think about that, that's really ludicrous when you're both uh, trying elected to support and try to work uh, for the betterment of amenities in the city of Vancouver so um, I would also say with respect to transparency is that you know my understanding with respect to in camera is that the mayor could have done this motion in camera uh, because you are talking about impacting people and commissioners and um, uh, there's some legal considerations we're changing the Vancouver Charter and he didn't he's bringing this motion forward in open council for transparency sake uh, so that we can have this dialogue and we have these kinds of conversations around you know has the time passed for Vancouver to have elected park board I would say yes Um, But people have a chance to weigh in and and offer their opinion, and that's part of the public debate. I will say that what I'm hearing, and I think the people that are closest to it have a level of emotion, but I think that generally the broader public sentiment um,
0: really sees the value in this move. What would you say if the province comes back and says, we're not going to rubber stamp it, we're going to put it to a referendum?
1: Uh, I think that uh, Ken, uh, as Mayor has indicated that we've had very positive conversations with the province, and uh, I think we've seen a provincial government that really wants uh, municipalities to have the ability to move on issues, whether it's, you know, um, more kind of speed around housing or more effectiveness. So I think this would be really consistent with the approach that they've taken. And I think the conversations that the mayor's had have been really positive.
0: Do you think it's it's reasonable then that I think the mayor's timeline he put out said potentially it could take uh, or he thought reasonably it would be about six months? Does that seem reasonable to you? Uh, I do think it's achievable. Um, you know, he mentioned also at the press conference yesterday that there's other
1: changes to the Vancouver Charter, so I think there's an opportunity uh, to do these together. But, you know, ultimately, we'll uh, sort of take the lead from the province there. But but again, those early conversations happened, and I don't think it's in anybody's best interest to leave this hanging. I think we want to get on with delivering good quality parks and rec, and so um, I'm hopeful that we'll see that move um, in a in a reasonable and, you know, reasonably speedy
0: timeline. Councillor Kirby Young, thank you so much. As always, thanks for coming on the program this morning. No worries. Have a great day. Stay dry. (laughs) You too. That is Sarah Kirby Young, an ABC Vancouver City Councillor, also former Park Board Chair and Commissioner.